Hi everybody, welcome back to the Gen Z Girl podcast. My name is Abby Aslan, if you are new here, and I am the host of this podcast and super excited to have y'all listening this week. Um, This week I am recording from my phone, so if the audio sounds a little different, that is why, but usually I don't have any issues recording on my phone, so hopefully everything sounds fine. There may be like an occasional firework on in the background because I actually am recording this on the 4th of July just because I put it off all week. Um... I've been at home for like a week and I am going home tomorrow and which is really sad. This is like my last trip home before I move to Texas and so it just it's hitting different, you know. Um I've been like really in my feels today and like really just the past couple days. Honestly all week, but I was like pushing it off all week and like telling myself like oh, it's not that big of a deal, like I can come back whenever and all this stuff and then yesterday and today it's just like me realizing oh um this is actually a really big deal and I need to stop like acting like it's not a big deal and I can come back whenever and like my parents are still gonna live here and everything but it's still a big change when like somewhere that has literally like been the place you call home sort of just becomes home in the past tense instead of the present if that makes sense so it's a little weird, um, and I honestly, like, considered just not even recording an episode this week and, like, taking the week off because one of my goals while I was home was to just, like, not really work. I really wanted it to, like, be treated like a vacation um, just because it it really is my only, like, true quote-unquote vacation time, like, before I start studying for the CPA and moving and everything like that. So I really wanted to treat it like a vacation. And of course, I ended up working. I stayed up till like 1 a.m. like working one night, um, which was terrible. But that was my choice because I was like, you know what? I want to get all my work done in like one night instead of having to do some each day. So I ended up choosing to do that instead of taking time out of my days. And it was fine. But, um, yeah, I, I debated just saying, you know, like, I'll just take this week off from podcasting, whatever. And then I was like, honestly, like, I just, like, put it on my, put the pressure on myself that it has to be, like, some elaborate, grand, hour-long episode. When in reality, like, what I need to say can be said in, like, 15 minutes. And this episode will be longer than that. But I'm, like, trying to release the pressure off myself of, like, thinking that this needs to be X amount of time with x amount of power in the topic I don't know but yeah I definitely debated being like sorry guys no new episode this week I'm too emotional (laughs) and just leaving it at that but I'm not gonna leave y'all hanging and um I just kind of wanted to talk about it anyways and I yeah it's just it's crazy today's the 4th of July like I said and I hope all of y'all had a safe um holiday weekend and everything that those of you um obviously listening, I guess, in the United States. Um, but yeah, it's, it's just crazy to me that, you know, this is the last time that I'll be driving, like, from here to Tuscaloosa, probably ever, and it's just wild to think about. Um, and there's a lot that's going to be changing in the next couple weeks, and yeah, so I wanted to, I I don't remember if I mentioned it last week or not, but I started reading Malibu Rising right after I finished All the Light We Cannot See, and I literally had to force myself to read it more slowly because I was loving it so much. Because I could have read it in like one setting, honestly. But I was like, I love this book so much and I don't want it to end. And I had to like break it up and like let myself just 
read it more slowly and I like love reading on the beach that's like literally my favorite thing to do and it's what really sucked about this week too is it literally has rained every single day that I've been here and whether it's rained for like 30 minutes or like most of the day it has rained every single day it's just really put really put a damper on the mood and I I don't know it just like made going to the beach really complicated because like working around the rain and storms is like kind of hard um, and I really didn't get, get to go to the beach every day like I wanted to, but I am still think, very thankful for the, I think, three days I went and was able to go. But anyways, um, I finished it while I was on the beach, and it's literally such a good book, so I wanted to just like give like a book update, and I highly recommend any of you reading it. I definitely feel very like partial to it just because it's just like kids growing up in like a, in Malibu and like a surf town and everything and it talks a lot about surfing and everything and that was like the ages of the characters when they're younger in that book was like the ages that I was like absolutely obsessed and I still am I just like obviously can't do it as much but absolutely obsessed with all things surfing and water and just I don't know so it really just hit home for me especially with it being the last week that I'm here before I move away it hit home because it was like not regressing but you know like regressing to those emotions of like my younger self and it really tied me to like my younger self if that makes sense and I feel like I'm saying goodbye to like that piece of me this week so it was just super emotional for me and I love the book I love the setting of it um I love the way it was like told between like two different like time periods and everything and you really got to see so much character development because of that and it's seriously such an incredible book by Taylor Jenkins Reid. So definitely check that out. Great, great summer read. I like featured it in the um, Gen Z Girl podcast Instagram summer reads like posts that I made last week. So I really liked it. And now I am actually almost done. It's a really short book and I didn't realize like how short it was. It's literally like 130 something pages, I think. But it's The Gifts of Imperfection by Brene Brown. And I have, like, 20 pages left of that, I think. So, and that's been really, really good so far. Um, And just eye-opening, honestly. And a lot of it's, like, stuff I already know just from doing, like, my own work on myself of trying to help myself with being a perfectionist. But there's so much more perspective that she has to offer um, as someone, like, that's a, you know, that researches that kind of stuff. And I, like, love self-help books that are based primarily in research and not in I'm just going to spew a bunch of BS at you and tell you to feel better about yourself because those books piss me off but anyways (laughs) that's the book update um I just wanted to share that with y'all because I love like sharing that and I I love listening to podcasts and people share what they're reading because it just always inspires you and gives new ideas or just makes you want to read so getting into the quote for this week um I really liked this one just for sort of the perspective it gave me especially like with this time of my life the quote is every positive change in your life begins with a clean unequivocal decision that you are going to I said clean hold on let's rewind (laughs) I think it's supposed to be clear and that was a typo um I'm pretty sure it's supposed to be clear either way clean or clear every positive change in your life begins with a clean slash clear unequivocal decision that you are going to either do something or stop doing something And I just liked how that really just made, you know, a positive change into something so simple. It's either starting doing something or stopping doing something. And that's all it is. And when you think about it that way, it like makes things, 
those making those big positive changes seem a lot less scary. So I kind of like really liked that. I actually found that on Tumblr. I know I mentioned in a couple episodes ago that I've been like really into Tumblr lately. Tumblr and Pinterest are just like my jam. I don't, I'm so sick of words and chaos and just things that make me feel like crap on social media and Pinterest and Tumblr are just pictures. And I'm just like, ah, this is what I need. And it's just like inspirational, not even inspirational stuff, but just like aesthetically pleasing, like things that make me feel good. Like my Tumblr is a lot of like, um, I'd say like very beachy, like a type of aesthetic type of things. But I also follow like a few pages that I followed like when I was in high school. So I mean, like definitely older stuff too, um, that I've just been following for forever and quotes and everything. So yeah, I got that quote from Tumblr. So shout out Tumblr for that. My goal this week is to actually like start going through things in my apartment. Um, so we move on the 21st and we did hire movers to like do the whole thing because I can't take the time and energy to physically like load and unload a truck and drive I my driving anxiety would be through the roof driving a giant u-haul and we didn't really did not want to tow both of our cars um so moving is very expensive but it was the option that made the most sense for us so we are moving with movers on the 21st and today's the fourth when I'm recording this I have not even started doing anything in the apartment um so my goal this week is to really just like start going through things and you know you just accumulate stuff throughout the year and stuff whether you realize you still have it or not and just things you don't really need I know I just really need to go through like some makeup I have sitting under my counter and bathroom products and clothes I clean out my closet literally all the time um just because it's like a form of therapy for me honestly to just consolidate and downsize things I love doing that and like decluttering Um, so I really don't have that much to go through in my closet, but I'm going to do it anyways. I'm going to keep doing it. And I just want to really start going through things, um, just because I want the packing process. Like I don't want to be packing things that will not be in our apartment or have no place in our apartment since we're downsizing so much. So that's that. And I know we can't, like, it stresses me out that I'm moving in 14 days and I haven't done anything. But every time I think about that, I remember that, Last summer, my boyfriend and I moved out of the house we were renting in Tuscaloosa. We drove from Texas because this was in the middle of like COVID. And my car was still in Tuscaloosa, hadn't been driven in like two and a half months because of COVID because we thought we would be back after two weeks, lol. And then (laughs) um, we drove to Tuscaloosa, got to our house and we moved like, I think it was on a Thursday or Friday when we drove and we moved like had the moving truck there Monday morning and to say that I like that I mean packed and got rid of and just all and moved a house in three days Friday Saturday Sunday that's pretty freaking insane and it's not just like a tiny house it was a 1400 square foot three bedroom two bath house so I always remember that I did that and that was a lot of work Um, and it was extremely exhausting, but I did it. (laughs) And I think, did I take grab pictures that weekend too? No, no, no. I didn't take grab pictures that weekend or did I? No, I can't remember. I might've taken grab pictures that weekend too. I can't remember. That doesn't matter. Um, anyways, 
every time I stress about that, I just remind myself, you were superwoman last year and you did it last year in three days. So you can do it now for downsizing into a one bedroom, one bathroom apartment. So my gratitude for this week, I'm just so thankful to have had this past week. I mean, it flew by. I was like praying. I was like, please, like I just, this week, like I just want to be present and just time to, you know, like crawl by because it's just, you know, I knew it was going to be only one week here and ideally I'd be here a little bit longer, but, um, I'm just so thankful to have spent the time that I've had like with family and my friends and just, I feel like I was really present this week and I'm thankful for that. And I got to see like a lot of friends that I don't get to see like often and that I haven't seen in a long time. So that was really nice. And I am thankful that I did like sort of just release the pressure of needing to like work constantly and like get ahead on things because even though I did do work this week and my plan was to literally not you know work at all I'm still thankful that you know I at least sort of kind of worked a lot less than usual um and I was gonna vlog this week and do like a week in my life at home and I don't know. It just didn't feel right. Like I really didn't want to once I started thinking about it. And I was like, I just want this week for myself and just don't want the pressure of like vlogging, which there's not much pressure associated with vlogging, but I just didn't, I don't know. It was just weird. And like, did I want to kind of have my last week filmed and everything and documented kind of, but at the same time, it's just like some, I feel like I'm a lot better at being present when I'm not vlogging and I'm not working just because I feel like my mind's constantly running about like clips I need to get or getting certain shots or doing certain things for the vlog and like that kind of thing. Um, And that's what I'm more focused on instead of like what I'm actually doing in the moment. So I figured it would be in my best interest to not even bring my camera. Um, I didn't even bring my microphone to like record my podcast. So that's why I'm on my phone. And I just figured that would be better um, for me to just actually enjoy it and be in the moment. And I really feel like that helped me this week. Um, And I'm very, very thankful that I went with that decision to not vlog. So this week, I this is kind of honestly going to be a little bit of a weird episode just because it's something that I haven't really talked about before. Um, And I'm not talking about the process itself. It's more so of like, just the reality of working on yourself and doing like inner work, I guess you could say. I think that's the phrase for it. Um, which is essentially just, you know, bettering yourself and working on yourself and your overall self-awareness so that you can process all the little puzzle pieces and things that make you you. And it sort of like helps you make changes in your life like moving forward based off of like what you've already endured and lived through. Um, so it requires obviously a lot of unraveling of fears and memories and feelings, emotions, and just a lot of stuff. So you can just move forward and process those things. And I feel like I've been sort of unintentionally, I mean, okay, it's been intentional, but I didn't really know the actual concept inner work was a thing, but it's, so I unintentionally have been doing inner work, but like intentionally and actually doing the work, if that makes any sense at all. That definitely doesn't make sense. Whatever. I've been going through the process of just doing inner work and just healing like toxic habits and processing things from the past for, I'd say like most of my time in college, I'd say especially like the last like two or three years. 
And I feel like now as I'm about to be moving away from my home of 16 years and my college town of five years, it's hitting even harder as processing all of that. It just resurfaces things. I never really allowed myself to feel in the past and it also just brings so much from the past to the present like feelings emotions memories fears like all this stuff just sort of resurfaces as I'm leaving you know my hometown and no longer really like coming back to it all the time as I always have been um and the same thing with like my college town because I'd say my college town contributed just as much if not more growth to me as a human than my hometown did um even though my hometown had three times the amount of years on my college town but I just think big life changes sort of force you into this reflection mode to where you are reflecting a lot more and doing a lot of that introspective work and it's brought me to a place of healing and working on myself that I haven't really been at before and inner work is just in and of itself essential and it's a part of life that we will cycle through from time to time and you know that's important to remember because it's not just like a one and done thing like oh you do this in your 20s or your 30s and you're done like no it's a constant work in progress and I would much rather come to terms with painful and ugly things and grow from them so that I can move forward then remain complacent and never address the things that are preventing me from growing and moving forward. So I just kind of wanted to talk about like the three things, I guess, that I didn't really realize about inner work that I'm realizing now, like just sort of like the reality of it. So it's not really about inner work itself or like how to do it or any of that because I'm not like a therapist or a psychologist or anything. So I really don't know the nitty gritty of it but I'm just like sharing with you all the things I've realized about it that I just didn't really anticipate so the first is that it can be very ugly and I say this because inner work really requires you to sort of call yourself out and come to terms with the emotions associated with when you've been hurt by people and when you've hurt yourself, and when you've also hurt other people. And there's just a lot of emotions tied up in that. And I think that it makes you such a stronger and better person to be able to call yourself out, like, on any time you've, like, hurt others in the past, or just done others wrong, hurt yourself, and, like, been, you know, horrible to yourself, and obviously process those emotions of when all the times people hurt you and all those things are inevitable so it's like you can go through all of that like everybody goes through all of that but not everybody does the inner work to heal from it and it can be really ugly you know just processing all those emotions of when you've hurt others and when others have hurt you but I think on the other end of that it's ugly for a purpose and it's ugly for a reason and I think it's something that can feel ugly and just hard and tough but it turns into something so much more beautiful because those of us who take the time to really work on ourselves and call ourselves out on those things and you know just come face to face with those hard harsh emotions 
from when we've been hurt by others, we will come out stronger on the other end than those people who never really address any of that or ever call themselves out in their life because they're just going to keep running into the same walls and going through the same thing. Whereas, you know, we learn with doing inner work from our experience and from doing the inner work, we will know how to handle it going forward whenever it happens again. And doing inner work, when I say it can be ugly, the thing is, is like, you can learn something and then still get stumped by it, like, in your future and, like, later on. And that's just part of life. Like, there's so many times when I feel like I've learned a lesson and, you know, I, and it's almost like you, you learn it and you know, okay, I don't want to say you learn it. You hear it and you know it and you see it, but you haven't learned it yet. So it's like that process of actually learning it, like, takes a couple times And that's always been very, like, a very ugly part of inner work for me is when I look back on myself and I can see in the past, you know, hindsight's 2020, I can see in the past all these times where I should have learned a certain lesson and I didn't. And it took me a couple times, but it's almost like it was dangling over my head, like someone fishing for a fish or something. And then finally like now or sometime in the future I me as the fish I'm finally like grabbing onto the bait and learning the lesson and it's just weird to me because sometimes in life I I do feel like I've gone through phases where it's like oh yeah like and I'll even give it as advice like the lesson that I'm trying to learn and it's like dangling over my head and it's like there and I can see it and feel it but I just haven't really learned it yet but I don't ever recognize that until it's later on and I'm looking back in hindsight so that 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 in and of itself is just ugly because I can be very hard on myself about that like asking myself why didn't you learn that sooner when you literally had so many opportunities to learn it and you know that's just not really productive thinking because I can't go back and like force myself to learn it sooner And as long as I eventually learn the lesson, that's really all that matters. I just don't need to be like deliberately choosing not to learn a lesson. And that part of inner work is just ugly whenever you're sitting there being hard on yourself about things that you like wish you would have known earlier or that you tell yourself you should have learned earlier when in reality, like you learned it at a certain time. And as long as you're, you know, making that effort to like, learn the lesson and integrate it into your life. That's what matters. And going off of that, I think holding yourself accountable and everything can be hard. And when I say holding yourself accountable, I mean like, yes, for when you've hurt others and like had issues with others, but also just holding yourself accountable, like with your emotions, it can be hard, but it's best for you to do so because not many other people even have that same credibility to hold you accountable because it's you and it's your life. So, you know, not everyone and really not anyone has the say of holding you accountable in your own life with those emotions and stuff. And the second thing is that it just takes time to do inner work and all of this healing process. And for a long time, I was under the impression that revisiting things that I hadn't processed that had hurt me or just been hard for me to learn would be like a one and done thing. And I thought that if I revisited those feelings and events in my head once, that all of the work associated it with it 
would be completely done and it's like I wouldn't have to do anything else as long as I you know attempted to feel the feelings and process it and then I could just move on with my day and never really think about it or worry about it again and that's just literally not the case at all um healing literally takes so much time and being patient with yourself is one of the best things you can do to truly heal from things and it's really just and honestly, I mean, it really is a lifelong commitment, like I said about inner work already. It's not something that has an end point or a destination or a final goal. If you can like remind yourself that it's a lifelong journey and commitment to bettering yourself, you're more likely to understand why it's necessary to be patient with yourself in the process, and you're more likely to actually do so and be patient as a result. And I think that that it's so important because we often will create standards that are like bound by time when doing inner work and everything. And we think that just because something happened, you know, five years ago or six years ago or two years ago that we should be over it by like this date or I shouldn't be thinking about it or feeling emotions for it anymore like by a certain time. When in reality, it really is a process and some things literally will take so much longer than others to heal it just depends on the situation the variables at play the emotions involved and I just really that's something that I wish I I'm sitting here saying I wish I could have told myself and I just told y'all how that's like literally toxic for me to say but it's not toxic it's just like I don't like to say that I guess all the time just because it's you know hindsight's 20-20 but Something that I think would have been valuable for me to know earlier on is that things are going to take time when it comes to processing your emotions. And I have always, y'all know if you've been listening for like a long time, I am totally the type to get my broom and sweep everything that is difficult to deal with and process under the rug. And I just don't like it interfering with you know, what I have going on for the day. And I tell myself I'll save it for a rainy day and I will just process it and deal with it later. And then that always ends up, you know, of course, just biting me in the butt later on because it ends up in me having to process things way after the fact when I should have just done it when things happened. And of course, you know, sometimes you can't, you don't really have the mental or emotional capacity to deal with things like right at the moment. But I think it's definitely important to at least like try and feel things out when things happen instead of just totally ignoring them and giving them like a shoe away for a later day. And I wish I could have just, you know, told myself that it it's better for you to just understand the importance of being patient with yourself with this kind of stuff just because I've always had, I think I always just had the mindset when I was younger that, you know, I just need to, like, anytime something goes wrong or I need to process something, I either didn't deal with it at all or when it came time for me to deal with it or I felt like the emotions resurfacing or something, I would, you know, get, I would, I would feel the feelings, I would think I was processing it. But I wasn't really doing anything about it. I was just feeling them later on. Like feeling the feelings and that was kind of it. And I would tell myself, okay, 
I finally processed it. Time to move on. It's like I wouldn't really actually do anything to process it. I was just letting myself feel feelings, which is a big and important part of it. But you still have to actually like process things and like learn from them and then go forward, not just like feel it and move on. Um, Because then you're going to end up constantly coming back to just feeling the feelings, feeling the feelings over and over and over again because you're never really getting to that point of processing them and moving forward. And that step is really important, and I feel like I just completely missed out on that when I thought I was healing earlier on in life, early, early on in life, like a few years ago. I was thinking I was healing from things by just letting myself feel them out, when in reality, I've literally revisited those same feelings multiple times since then, and nothing's changed, and that's because I literally never took the time to process and then learn from what those feelings were telling me, if that makes any sense at all. You can't just do one part of the process. Like you kind of have to go through everything and that whole process does take time and you have to be patient with yourself or it's literally not going to work. And the last part is that it can get lonely. Um, It's just, it's so strange sometimes you just feel like you're literally like in another world and on another planet when you're doing inner work because I just kind of feel like I have this bubble around me and I just have so much going on in my head but then like there's all this like chaos around me too but I'm like just here in my own head and I'm mainly talking about like how the process of doing inner work can feel lonely but I also want to emphasize that that realization you have when you feel like lost in your own life or whatever little epiphany you have that leads yourself to finally like doing inner work and working on yourself that in and of itself can be isolating because it almost makes you feel like you need to just completely shut down in order to do the inner work and move on but it doesn't have to or need to be that way and I think a lot of people may, you know, may have some form of guidance, I guess you could say, when doing self-work or inner work, whether it's having like a mentor or a therapist. But even if you have that type of guidance, nothing will ever happen or improve or change unless you take it upon yourself to like physically, not physically, but do that work in yourself. Because, you know, you can get the advice from people and the guidance from people all day long. But if you're not, like, taking it upon yourself to apply it in your own life, then you might as well just not even be talking to those people. Because it's not going to show true in your life because you haven't actually applied it. And for me, I know you guys know, I tend to try and figure things out on my own. And it's not for any particular reason. It's just how I've always been and that's just kind of how... I process things and that can make things super lonely because it's just like me working on myself and doing things that no one else really can see or understand from my perspective and it really feels like it's me against the world at times because it's like I'm sitting here and I am like really exerting a ton of mental and emotional energy into doing inner work and like bettering myself and everything just for you know nobody around me can see that and nobody around me like really understands it or knows it because it's nothing that they've really like they've never been through the obviously the exact identical situation maybe things similar but it's like it's me doing that the work myself and it doesn't involve the people around me so it's very 
it's a very odd feeling when you kind of have that like realization that it's like, okay, I'm sitting here expending so much energy into this, but it's like no one around me can tell or even knows. So it's just one of those weird things where it like requires a lot of you, but it doesn't really show in anyone around you and like no one else can tell or see it. Like obviously someone you know may see it in like how you've changed and grown and everything over the years, but like they wouldn't be able to tell in a specific moment that where you were putting in a ton of effort and energy into doing inner work, they wouldn't be able to like look at that moment and say, oh, I can tell you're doing a bunch of inner work right now. You know what I mean? Like it's just, that's what makes it feel lonely. It's not like you're sitting there and like working on a big, you know, business project where everyone around you is being updated on your progress and like they, you know, you're doing progress reports and everything. Like it's literally just you and it's so much effort for no one to really know what's going on, I guess. It's, that's kind of how my mind like thought about it. If that makes any sense. I don't know if anyone's ever even like realized that or thought about it that way, but here's the thing I wanted to say, like going along with that, I think the solitude is honestly like necessary and I say that because working on yourself and doing inner work is like a one-on-one process with like you and yourself and it's to help you at the end of the day and because of that it's so crucial to have as little external factors and influences at play that could affect what you're trying to work on because you know if you're taking into account too heavily the opinions or judgment of other people around you or just any other variable it's going to affect your inner work because it's supposed to be like a journey with you and you yourself to help you going forward not anybody else and are other people a part of that yes but not in a present way they're more of part of it in a future way where they will be impacted by your inner work and how you interact with them in the future and in the past they're a part of it in the sense that you know you're using interactions with people from the past to help yourself heal and like do inner work if that makes sense and although the process itself can feel lonely and isolating and it is crucial to realize the overall importance of of the independence of the process having a support system is also just really great and it can be beneficial and it makes a huge difference when you're doing inner work and you know just having those people you can lean on for support when you're going throughout the journey and you're constantly going through the journey throughout life so you know say you're at a time when you're in like one of your really low lows with your inner work having someone to lean on when things get too tough to handle can really make a big difference in staying motivated in your inner work journey so while you shouldn't let you know external factors and other people and other things influence your inner work it's important to use them or not use them but have them as support and you be support for them throughout the journey because it is something that's lifelong so you know you don't want to be alone in it forever and that's the other thing you don't even really like for me personally when I do inner work I don't talk about it to anybody I don't know if you're supposed to I don't think you're supposed to in my eyes but that's like my perspective and my opinion and you can agree or disagree with that but I don't really think that it's something to be shared with other people because it's like very personal with what you like how you're processing things like how you're healing from things and the second you let someone else's you know 
whether it's an opinion or just some a statement from them, like whatever it is, the second you let that in, you're sort of like skewing all of your inner work. Like it all of a sudden isn't completely your process and you've sort of let someone else influence it. And I think other people who have who are very strong, like with their sense of self and everything, and in knowing themselves would be good with, you know, maybe talking about it with other people. But for me personally, um, and I mean, I think that it, you can talk about it with other people and it will be beneficial, especially if they're professionals. But for like me personally, like I don't, I'm not doing that like right now and I'm not. So it's a process by myself. So I really value being able to work on myself for myself and do all this inner work. But it's more valuable f- to me to have those people to lean on, you know, when I need them, just like my close friends that I know that I can always go to and like my family and everything. I have them to lean on, but not necessarily like have them integrated in my inner work journey. And that's just a, how I see it. And I think it's more beneficial that way for me, just with the way I am and the way that I process things. And I don't know, I think that that can make things feel lonely too, just because you do end up, you know, doing the dirty work by yourself and then they're just kind of there as emotional support, even if you don't ever like actually say anything about it, which is kind of how I am. So that's kind of the gist of like what I wanted to share about like what I really feel like I've learned in, you know, like the past however many years, just like the big key takeaways that I wasn't expecting within our work and I hope it was like helpful for you all or at least just makes you feel less alone and maybe you've literally never even heard the term or concept inner work before and now you're like really interested but really the gist of it is just like I mean like I said earlier any like difficult thing you've gone through even like great things you've gone through um just processing those if you haven't before or even if you haven't it just needs to be revisited and just sort of like taking it, learning what you can from it, and sort of trying to get to a place where you can keep it from interjecting into your life in the future so that you can like move forward without it, but like learn from it. That's kind of how I see it. And there's just like so much that, you know, obviously happened in the years of me being very just unreceptive to any like emotions or problems where I just literally swept everything under the rug and having to reprocess all of those is a lot on me emotionally emotionally and mentally and it's draining and it's hard so I hope if anything you at least just like maybe got intrigued by like looking more into inner work I've literally never even really read anything about it or like looked into it it's just sort of something like I said I unintentionally like started the journey of it without knowing but my intentions were to start the journey I just did it without like knowing that that's what it was called and everything so I hope you all enjoyed this episode and I will have a special guest on next week's episode so definitely stay tuned for that I'm excited and stay tuned for the podcast rerun coming soon Hopefully that's going to be in like the next like two-ish weeks. So like hopefully in the next two or three episodes, there'll be a rebrand, a new name, everything like that. And be sure to be following at Gen Z Girl Podcast on Instagram and join the Gen Z Girl Podcast Facebook group. 
and follow me on Instagram if you want to. It's just at Abby Period Aslan. And I hope you all have a wonderful week whenever you're listening to this. And I will talk to you all next week.